0: Are you a motherless daughter? What if we told you we have 20 years worth of truth treasures, pearls of wisdom, and diamonds of hope to help you with your mother loss? We do, and we share all things mother loss on Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience, a podcast by the Motherless Daughters Ministry. Give yourself some self-care and listen as we discuss grief, regret, anger, redemption, closure, and so much more.
1: Hello, I'm Gladys Bell, your host for today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Nurturing Words. We want to help you navigate your journey as a motherless daughter with encouragement, resources, and understanding. This week, we're going to talk about how important rest is in our journey of grief, especially when struggling with depression. October is Depression Awareness Month. So it's a perfect time to remind ourselves that we are not alone in this struggle. When you are dealing with depression, it can feel so overwhelming and hopeless. Your depression might show up as a lack of motivation, anger, detachment, a whole host of reactions. But there is hope. One of the things we need to do when we are struggling is make sure we are getting true rest and finding comfort in God. Let's hear one woman's story about how rest became an important part of her healing journey.
0: I have found that after a life-altering experience, a game-changer, so to speak, like the death of someone you love so much, resting becomes very difficult. It's been my personal experience that the loss of my mother has led me at times to stray away from resting. In fact, advice given to me from day one has been stay busy, keep busy, stay distracted, and my favorite, go to the gym so you do not become depressed. Yet I find all the ways that I tried to keep busy did not give me any peace or rest. I was busy being busy, Surfing Instagram or Facebook, exercising, overeating, binge sleeping, entertaining myself with the frenzy of the ridiculous political climate we are in, all fell short of giving me any true peace or rest. This is because there is no real rest from the chaotic disarray of a broken world that must experience death. Our busyness of keeping busy further amplifies the void that we have after the death of a loved one. Because once the distractions go away, the issues still exist. Loneliness, sadness, pain, whatever the fill in the blank emotion is, your heart still aches for the longing of that person to be here with you. Or when dealing with a sudden and shocking death, you continue the quest for all those unanswered questions. The what ifs or the if onlys hidden deep within cause the cracks to widen when trying to cope with grief. These are very natural and normal thoughts, but can be very detrimental to the progression of healing. If only I called more often. What if I saw her that day? If only I lived closer. What if I did this or that? If only I had done this or that. Things would be different. As if anything we could have said or done would negate the fact that when your mom's number was called by the almighty sovereign king of the world, little old us would have anything to do with it. If only I knew sooner. Or what if I brought her to this doctor or had that treatment? We start leaning on ourselves and the, I could have made a difference mentality. When in fact, the truth of the matter is, there's nothing we could have done to take away what's imminent for each of us alive today. We are all going to die. And as my mother used to say, none of us is getting out of this life alive. In essence, the very things that we think will give us rest only fall short of more emptiness. Surfing Facebook or Instagram can lead to frustration over someone's post or distract us by comparing our lives to our friends. The basic vanilla truth is, as Christians, we know nothing can give us full rest and peace besides Jesus. That's why Jesus tells us in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Can you imagine the creator of the universe giving us rest? He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Matthew eleven twenty nine. We labor in vain as we seek to burden ourselves with our own works. The fruitless cares for wealth, promotion, beauty, and fitness, the endless thoughts of thinking if only I could do this or had that, then I would feel better. We labor to establish our own righteousness and fall short each and every time, because only Christ can give us rest for our weary souls. When confronted with death, our very own mortality gives us a heightened awareness that death is very real. So, how then is God going to turn this thing for good, which the enemy meant for harm? Please don't get it twisted, my friends. God never meant for us to experience death, and only through the fall are we now forced to face the fatal consequences of this broken world. But why lean into a God that has allowed death? Why put hope into something we cannot see and at times feel we cannot hear? Because, just as Jesus told Peter, he tells us, come, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. The God who walks on water is the God we take refuge in. And when he tells us to come, he truly means it. If like Peter, we look at Jesus while walking on the water, we will not sink. Our void will eventually be healed. Our comforter will comfort us. When Peter got out of the boat and focused on Jesus, he didn't sink. He went to Jesus with full confidence as Jesus told him to come. It was only when Peter became distracted by the wind and afraid by the waves that he began to sink. The Bible says he was afraid and beginning to sink cried out, Lord, save me. Matthew fourteen twenty nine. This brings us even more reassurance. Even when we step out of the boat and walk by faith and not by sight, there may still come a time when we start to sink. Take heart, friends. We are human, and we stumble and fall, especially during the grieving process when we are more vulnerable and weaker than normal. But see the faithfulness of God. Matthew writes, But immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught Peter. Ye of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Whether it's day two, week two, month two, or year two, as you experience the loss of your mother, we can go to the word of God and know without equivocation No matter where we stand and how many times we start to sink, Jesus will immediately reach out and extend his hand to us. He will catch us and pull us through. We just have to call out to him, Lord, save me. When Peter got back into the boat, no one congratulated Peter for trying to walk on water or doing a swell job and wishing him better luck next time. We see the other disciples saying, truly you are the son of God. Their focus was on Jesus and who he was and is. The very Jesus who in Mark 39 said, quiet, be still, as he rebuked the wind and waves. We are all going to go through the storms of life, whether it's the death of a mother, stepmother, grandmother or mother figures, we are all going to experience this type of loss at some point in our lives. It may or may not hit with or without notice. And we may experience at first a strong sense of trust, like Peter jumping out of the boat and walking towards Jesus. But inevitably, in this thing we call being human, we also experience sinking. The key to it all is recognizing the God we believe in doesn't merely walk on water, but commands the water and wind. He speaks, and the waves and wind tremble in obedience. The magnitude of this power sometimes blows my mind, but gives me great assurance that the God who calms the sea can also calm the turbulence in my heart and soul during the pain of grief. The prose Footprints in the Sand is not biblical, but it is right on point. During the man's most troublesome times in his life, when he sees only one set of footprints and inquires about it to God, Jesus said, My precious child, I love you and will never leave you. During the most troublesome times when you only saw one set of footprints,
1: it was then I
0: carried you.
1: We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll share some parting thoughts about this episode based on a blog by Danielle Ilaqua, written by Sarah Lynn Wells, our podcast administrator. Wherever
0: you are on your journey of loss, the path to healing is ongoing. At Motherless Daughters Ministry, our services are designed for you and by women who are motherless daughters. Connect with a large community through our social media channels. Listen to the words of Nurturing Voices with our podcast and 4M4U YouTube videos. Consider one-on-one personal coaching for your independent needs or come together with other women like you in our monthly support groups or annual four-day small group retreat. If you are interested in helping other women like you, consider facilitator training with our Guiding Groups to Greatness program. Visit us at motherlessdaughtersministry.com for your healing or to be of a healing to
1: others. What an encouraging message. I would imagine so many of us struggle with the concept of rest. In our fast-paced world, there is so much to do and so many distractions around us. It is hard to find peace and rest in God when our mind is so crowded with endless news, social media distractions, and a never-ending to-do list. After six days of creation, God rested on the seventh day, modeling an example for us to recharge and rest. Jesus also modeled this as he spent time alone and away from the crowds and his disciples to pray and rest. Hebrews 4, 9-11 says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from His. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. This message of rest is true for all of us, but I think even more imperative for those of us grieving and struggling with depression. We need God's peace and comfort even more. I know I have been guilty of trying to distract myself from my depression by taking on more things to do and making sure my mind was so busy I didn't have to feel the pain. But sometimes we need to rest and allow ourselves to feel the emotions and work through them. As I listened to today's story, I thought of a beautiful song that has been an encouragement to me during tough times, Hill song, United's Oceans. I'll leave you today with some of the lyrics which I think beautifully describe today's focus on rest and comfort in the one true comforter. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep my faith will stand. And I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. Your grace abounds in deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide, where feet may fail and fear surrounds me. You've never failed, and you won't start now. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters, wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior.
0: Thank you for joining us here at Motherless Daughters Ministry. If you need more nurturing words, we encourage you to have a listen to other episodes of this podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button so you can join us again next time.